0: Really, really living out the potential that God has set out for you. And I love the wording of this verse about that it calls you to wisdom because it ties in so much of walking upright before the Lord with, you know, Proverbs and just in general, the Bible calling us to, it says, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord.
1: Welcome back to Think at the Well. What a beautiful day today was. I hope you guys are refreshed to come into this new week on a Monday or whenever you're tuning in. I hope you tune in on a Monday. We will be talking about the pace of life. And I think all of us kind of have an idea what that means, what that looks like, or, you know, have an idea of what we will be talking about. And I hope we completely do not meet your expectation, (laughs)
0: yes,
1: (laughs) but exceed it and just take it a complete different direction. So as I was reading through the Bible and also just making my own plans or adjusting my, my time, my calendar, what am I doing throughout the days, how am I, am I productive enough, how am I conducting my life. Mm-hmm. I was just fascinated because I had kind of a look back on my past life versus my life today. And when I was single, even though when I was married, I worked, I came home, I made dinner. You know, you eat, you have a couple commitments throughout the week, but that was about it. And I was really like happy with that. You know, everything worked perfectly fine. My home was in order. I was pretty productive and all of that. Then I became pregnant and I didn't have as much energy anymore. But then when I had my son, boom, you know, everything changed. Everything changed. I couldn't go from A to B to, to C to D. I just, I, I had that little baby and everything changed for me. Like I didn't know how, how to live essentially, you know, it was so different. And I loved it too, to have all these cuddles as my laundry was growing and growing into that massive thing or, or other things. So that was a little bit challenging to adjust to that new season in my life mm-hmm. because I had never done that before. It was very healthy. It was really good for my personality and, and a lot of other things. And so I was reflecting and I'm like, wow, that's so interesting how that was. I think I could do better next time because now I know-ish what to do with like a baby or a toddler or whatever. Not to say that this will happen, but Mm -hmm. just throwing it out there as I was thinking and processing my thoughts. And then I read Ephesians 5. And in verse 15, it says this, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Mm -hmm. So the Bible calls us to make the best use of the time that we have. Vicki, why do you think is there so much emphasis on that? Especially, you know, when you read that verse in context, it makes a lot of sense and it goes on in verse 17 um, where Paul then, you know, Explains. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, um, be filled with the Spirit, all these things. And mm-hmm. it does make a lot of sense. But just that being wise and making the best use of the time.
0: I think it's a pretty cool emphasis on just really, really living out the potential that God has set out for you. And I love the wording of this verse about that it calls you to wisdom because it ties in so much of um walking upright before the lord and we we've talked about wisdom i think before with you know proverbs and just in general the bible calling us to it says the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the lord mm-hmm. and it talks about being right with god and knowing his heart and knowing his will for for you and i so so i love the wording of this because it says you know look carefully be wise you know and and live out the full will and purpose of the day for you. So my reflection on this, or the thing that stands out to me a lot, is that oftentimes we can busy ourselves with the wrong things. And we could feel like we're getting so much done because we've packed our schedule with all of the things that make sense for us. But is that the wisdom of God? and is that have we sought counsel for even the way that we plan our days and and fit things into our schedule and the things that we um you know become committed to and all of these other things right and that's where i think this verse w- what this verse is calling us to as well is to have the wisdom of god and the the understanding that our days are short and that you can become distracted and that you can get um you know, filled with all of the, have like a good intention, but busy yourself with the wrong things and end up being unfulfilled or end up being overwhelmed or end up being filled, like um, feeling unsuccessful or feeling overwhelmed and all these other things, because we set these standards for ourselves. We you know, busy ourselves with all of these things. And we're like, but God, you know, it's for you. Like even all the ministries and things that we involve, commit ourselves to and involve ourselves to, it's like, but God, it's for you. (laughs) You know, and God's like, hold on a minute. Did you counsel me? Have I asked this of you? And, um, you know, kind of is there wisdom in the things that you were committing to? Yeah,
1: that's such a good point because at the end of the day, that analogy comes back to mind where Jesus says that we are the branches and he's the vine. And if we're not connected to him, if we do not study his word daily and are being filled with the spirit, as it so beautifully says in verse 17 and 18, then what really can we accomplish? Because there is no work that we could present to God and say, here, God, this is what I did. Mm-hmm. It's all garbage for God, you know. It's like if he did not inspire that, if he didn't give the strength for that, if if that's not his will, well, what are we then really doing,
0: right? Yeah, and so much, so much of of um, so oftentimes what we end up doing is uh, looking at, you know, pursuing or asking God of things and we have our prayer time and we almost separate our like spiritual intentions with our day-to-day life Mm -hmm. and things that we're involved with and today actually I was having a really interesting conversation with someone because we were talking about how it's like yeah involve God in everything you do and and yet still we, you know, go into our prayer closet. We'll have our prayer, and then we walk out and continue on with our everyday. And we haven't, inv- we haven't asked God or invited God to open our eyes to see Him in our little everyday things in the, you know, work tasks that you're accomplishing, in the people that you're surrounded with, in the dishes that you're washing and learn from him in these things. Because I have a friend, just this amazing person in my life who I have learned so much from in that way, where God truly speaks to her through um, or just like encourages her through these everyday little things, little tasks at home, on walks, in nature, at the store. And because I think that she, you know, well, one that God understands how he, you know, her heart and how he needs to speak to her in order to kind of reach her mind, but also, um, I think that she makes herself aware to that and opens herself up like, God, I I need you in my everyday. Otherwise, none of it makes sense. Otherwise it's so pointless. And so that was one of the things that we encouraged each other with is like, go and ask God, open my eyes to see the things you want me to see. Open my ears to be in tune and hear what you are, are, are speaking over my life. You know, direct my mouth to be used for your glory, direct my steps that I may go where you're calling me to in my everyday, in my little things. And this isn't even touching, you know, a calling or a ministry or a mission or, you know, evangelistic thing. It's literally the every single day that we need to be faithful in. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agreed. And I feel oftentimes,
1: especially when you have children, you feel like you're not doing much for the kingdom of God. This couldn't be further from the truth. You are responsible to raise a godly generation in your home. This is a very big task. It's not limited to that. Your life is not limited to that. But then there are seasons, you know, especially when you have a baby, it's not sleeping through the night, all of that. It's very, very difficult. And don't, don't feel bad about it. That's just the season yet that you're in right now. And see God's grace in that. Know that this is just a season and you will come out of it stronger than ever before, you know?
0: Well, one of the things is that we don't ask God to You know, and we talked about this previously, but to teach us, teach us how to deal with that season or that hardship. And for some reason, our little minds give ourselves way too much credit in our capacity and our abilities and our knowledge on how to handle certain things. And we get thrown into these situations that we've never faced before. And we're saying like, why is it so hard? Or why am I having a difficult time? Or I'm failing, or I feel like I'm just overwhelmed or whatever. But what about coming to God and being like, hey, teach me how to handle this. Teach me to see you in this, in that sleepless night, in the annoyance that I have or the overwhelming feeling of failure that I have or whatever. Teach me to see you in that because I know you're there. You've placed me in this season, you know? And the other thing too is that oftentimes we think in our own abilities also that, and with our own knowledge, we think we've got a good grip on it. Like I have, you know, an understanding of how to you be a good housewife or i you know i've watched my mother raise me and now i'm gonna raise my children and we have this idea of how things should look and we have this understanding of like step by step how things should play out but what about um allowing god to not only you know have you feel fulfilled and see purpose in those things but also um have you step into like seeing him from different sides, seeing uh, like, yeah, the Lord from different characteristical (laughs) angles, I have problems with words. But the whole point being that, you know, like we know God of grace, we know God of love, we know God of patience, all of these like big ticket item things that we know who, you know, God is, especially if you've, um, yeah, like studied these things and have seen him, have experienced these things in your life through different circumstances but the thing is is that when we come to him humbly and say like lord i know you're filled with grace and love and patience towards me but i'm not seeing it i'm not i'm feeling this way or i'm um you know failing in this way or i'm um you know feeling empty a lot of the a lot of you know, recently just conversations and even my own thoughts and stuff like that. Sometimes it just feels like, you know, all of the right things, but you just don't feel, um, right. You don't feel fulfilled. You don't feel satisfied. And I think that's where I've lacked in my own self of coming to God and being like, why am I not feeling satisfied? Why am I not feeling fulfilled? Lord, teach me, show me direct my heart, purify me, cleanse me, but I want more. I don't want to stay in this uh, position. And I really love the the whole point that you brought about it not, you know, feeling like it's um uh what 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 is it that you said like a failure. Um you said before like it's not it's not necessarily wrong Mm -hmm. you know to feel this way like sure you exactly because if we come to god humbly um the lord will the lord will lift you up the lord will encourage you you know um so i think that that is kind of the process and the steps that i've been recently thinking about is like being okay to ask god questions in a in a humble state not in a state of like answer me you must you know tell me but in a state of I'm like
1: out of time yeah
0: exactly yeah. in a state of like oh god i just i just don't even know i just want more i just want to know you or understand you or see you in a new in a in a um refreshing way and be encouraged by that
1: yeah absolutely i'm very happy that you brought that up the teaching aspect teach me, O Lord. What can we really do without him, you know, mm. out of our own strength? And in Psalm 90, 12, so 90, verse 12, it says, teach me to number my days, O Lord, that I may get a heart of wisdom. And sure, we can approach this from a perspective of, oh yeah, then we die and we can't change anything anymore. And you know, what legacy do we leave behind and all of that. But if we shift our perspective and say, man, eternity will be perfect. It will be amazing. We will be worshiping God. It will be so beautiful. As long as God keeps me on this earth, let us make the best use of the time that we have, of which we don't know how much we have and just glorify him, and and fulfill the purpose that he has given us through through his word, to serve one another, love one another, um, approaching one another, and all wisdom, and love, and all these things, to just have that shift, that shift in perspective of not, oh no, my life will be over, what legacy do I leave behind, but in the present, right now, because oftentimes, and I have experienced that for myself, right, like I... Did my apprenticeship in Germany, and I thought, man, if I just pass the final exam, my life will be perfect. I just want to pass the final exam, so I passed the final exam, and then on to the next thing. If I just get married, if I just get married, and then if you just have children, and then you think, oh, if the child just passes this stage of life, you constantly live in the future mm-hmm. or you constantly condemn yourself about something that you've done or, done or said in the past. Mm-hmm. What about enjoying the present, the present day? You do not know how many days you have. And this is why I love Psalms so much. It's like, Do we really want to waste the time that we have in condemnation? Do we really want to waste the time that we have in the future of which we don't even know whether or not we will experience it? We don't, you know. Why don't we just enjoy the present? And I really love what I once heard. And I'm sorry that I can't exactly quote who said it, and I, I will probably just say it in my own words. But the most precious thing, that you could ever give someone is your time because your time is the only thing that you cannot earn and of which you do not know how much you have money is a thing like that you know you can you can Donate some money and then Mm -hmm. make more, or you can't because because you know that you could technically make more, right? Mm -hmm. But with time, it just doesn't work that way. Either it is granted you by the
0: Lord or it's not, Mm -hmm. right? And it's so funny. Surely the Lord is you know directing our thoughts on this because that's exactly what I was going to bring up is the whole idea of being present, being in the right now. And like you said, you're always looking forward to the next thing. You're saying, "How will it be? If only I get." there if only I achieve this or pass that or get through this season or whatever, then the next will be easier, you know. But the thing is, is yeah, like you said, is is teach me, oh Lord, to number my days, to recognize that right now is all that's guaranteed. Right now is what you want to teach me. Right now is who you want me to be. To be and live up to and be fulfilled in. And I think that ties very beautifully with believing that God is in the right now, in whatever season you're going through, whether it is a high or a low, a difficult or a smooth season, um, that God is in this right now and that God will guide you teach you bring you through what all of those things mm-hmm. and believing like having this faith that god will move if i seek him in whatever i am in that god will move and he is present and he will work in you and you will be fulfilled and that there is never an excuse for a ce- for a season to be empty Even if it's difficult, even if it's impossible, what seems impossible to you, there is never a season that you should be okay to just be like, well, that was just, that's just the season I'm going through where it's hard and I'm feeling, I'm feeling empty or unfulfilled. And I'm not saying this in a condemning way of like, oh, you need to change yourself, but I'm saying this in a way to hopefully encourage us all to say that there is, there is, um, hope in and victory and all of these things when we come to God and we tell him what it is that we're going through and the way that whatever it is that we're experiencing you know but it is this recognition that hey right now the time that God has given me is real and God wants to move in it and God wants to teach me um, to, to, how to live out the purpose of this season. And then when we learn and we grow, we get to see God in so many different ways. We get to recognize what he's done. We get to testify of his, you know, helping hand. And it's, it's, um, yeah, it's really, really cool. The fact that, you know, we're talking about this together even though we've come from different directions of uh, of approaching this
1: yeah and i mean we have talked a little bit in kind of in general you know but i want to get a little bit more practical so obviously every person is very different enjoys very different things it's in different seasons in their life some are mothers some are single some are you know whatever but but How do you personally structure your day and practically, not just, not just in theory, but practically involve your thought life around God? And y'all, you know, it's not about sitting down and reading your Bible 24 seven. Nobody does that, you know, and we are called to work. Paul even worked with his own hands. It's, it's recorded in Corinthians that he made his own money, you know, he was working, we are called to work as well. Everybody has has a family, a work, whatever, hobbies. Mm-hmm. But practically, Vicky, maybe you can give a little bit of your own life. How do you structure your days? And I know you're one of the busiest people I personally, <laughs> I personally know and live with. So how do you fit everything in without losing too much of sleep? And still maintaining relationships, working, hobbies, Mm -hmm. God, first of all. How, how do you, how do you maintain that?
0: Maybe you want to share a little bit. I think that's a really, you know, good, good question. Very practical. And obviously, it's going to be different for so many people based on your own character, based on all of the other factors that are involved in, in your own life. Um, I do think it requires some, uh, commitment, like, you create a little bit of um, order or structure in your life in the sense of like, okay, these are my absolutes. These are the things that I have to absolutely do every single day. So, Like teach your family. Well, like read your Bible. (laughs) So, you know, there there are absolutes. Read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, 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 right? how the good old song goes, but that's the absolute. And then obviously for me, I have a commitment to go to work Certain hours of the day, so those are the absolutes, and then I have things that are non-negotiable as best as I can. So we have our Bible studies, um, you know, our cell groups, and then when we have our women's groups, right? So those things, and then I go and look at. So it's kind of order of priority, and but I always structure it in this in that order of what are my absolutely non-negotiables, and then it. Um, the rest of my schedule, the rest of my weekday is scheduled around those non-negotiables. So really, my biggest advice would be to look at your life and see what, where are my priorities lying. And sometimes it requires like a physical breaking of your habits, a physical change of your mental state to, to, to be like, oh, I have never put a priority to be present on this day, uh, 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 for this service, not because it wasn't important, but because I always structured like if I fit it in or if I, if I can, um, you know, this, this, this lines up with my, with my day, then I'll go and I want to go and I love it. And it's such an encouragement all the time, but it's never been my non-negotiable. Well, how about putting it on the non-negotiable list? And now you're going to see how many other things you've had to tweak and turn and restructure in your, um, allotted time of, of the day in order to make those non-negotiables fit in. And I think that's the biggest practical advice that I can give in is mm-hmm. label what is non-negotiable and then everything else goes by order of priority. That's such a good advice. I know why I ask
1: you for advice, but <laughs> <laughs> our, our episode is coming to an end as there's so much that we didn't talk about, so much to think about still. But I want to leave us with a challenge for the week and I I watched a video the other day where a professor asked his students what would what was the most important thing in life, and then he grabs a bowl or or a bottle or something. Do you know that 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 video? No. And so he he puts those tennis balls in, and the jar or whatever it was that I think it was a jar. So the jar seems to be full, mm-hmm. and he asks the students. Is there room for anything else? And everybody says no. And then he grabs a little bag of tiny, tiny rocks. And obviously, the rocks fall in between the tennis balls. Mm -hmm. And he asks the students, is there room in this jar? And they're they're hesitant. (laughs) But they say no. Now the, the jar is full. So he takes a bag of sand, very fine sand, and that fills all the other little cracks in the jar. Mm-hmm. And he looks at his students and he's like, so now is the jar full? And everybody's laughing and they say, well, now it's it's full. You cannot fit anything in there. And then he grabs a bottle of water and he still fills the jar to the brim. And that's such a cool analogy of... The jar that we have basically represents the time that we have. And then all those things, just as you so beautifully said, those things that are non-negotiable. And for us as Christians, we are branches. We need to abide in the vine. And one of the ways that we do that is by reading the Bible, by praying, by having conversations, by meeting with the saints, not neglecting meetings with the saints and all of that, So those are non-negotiables. And, you know, it's very interesting because I try to trace back my time kind of in in percentages. You know, how how many percent, how much percent do I use throughout the day for, I don't know, cleaning my house, cooking, spending time with my son? And how much do I actually spend with God? And yes, this is, again, not for condemnation because when I wash dishes, sometimes I just pray. Mm Mm-hmm. Or a song comes to mind or I turn on the TV and turn on a couple worship songs and we're just singing along with my little son you know Mm -hmm. so yes I am living my everyday life with Christ but intentional time when I cook that's intentional I need to prepare a good meal I need to do that now and why don't we sit down throughout this week and really trace back our time and how it is right now not how we would like to have it but just be real with yourself honestly how do you spend your time and then you write down how it should be how would you how would you like to live where would you like to be in the use of your time biblically speaking and then you just really make that a goal and then you listen to our <laughs> listen to our podcast where we talk about serotonin and dopamine
0: <laughs> get it done well, well i was going to just say that in that process you might find yourself uncomfortable and you might find yourself like oh but that's so inconvenient or oh that requires so much sacrifice for me to restructure and it requires for you to be uncomfortable and actually go through a phase of breaking habits and breaking the things that you have Prioritize and have put your time into and all these things and it's going to feel weird and it's going to feel like a little bit maybe chaotic or sometimes overwhelming like oh i just don't have enough time for all of this you know but the thing is is that come to the lord with that and say lord i want to restructure my priorities so that i'm seeking you and the kingdom and you know everything that you are leading me to and god will give you wisdom and god will give you the patience for it and the, the faithfulness to be you know steadfast in that. So with that, have a very good rest of your week and we hope to chat with you again.